0: Welcome to Life Changing Money, a podcast all about one of the most taboo topics in the world, money. I'm your host, Barbara Shrehan, and we're going behind the scenes on business owners' journeys to money, success, and wealth. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life-Changing Money. I'm so excited for this episode because I have my good friend and coach, Sam Harper. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. So you are the most intuitive person that I know and fellow melanoma cancer survivor and business coach, life coach, all the coaching, but if you want to describe kind of what you do... (laughs) Yeah, Jill of all trades of some sort, I guess. So the way that I describe
1: what I do is I am an executive conscious leadership and development coach. So my previous life, I was a trauma therapist. So I bring a lot of my knowledge and experience from trauma therapy into the work that I do. So it's not light and fluffy life coaching. It's deep integration and really getting to the root of things. But I don't take you as deep as trauma therapy. I refer you out to a therapist. And so we do a lot of business integration, conscious leadership. And with that, I get to integrate. the energetic work that I do, which you've experienced and you're part of, which is the intuitive piece and the sound healing and energetic healing. And so now I have combined the two and it's a beautiful marriage and is really a holistic approach on really helping people with work-life balance in the most authentic way.
0: How did you get to doing sound healing?
1: Oh, I love this. So Like I mentioned, I was a trauma therapist and I studied in undergrad alternative methods of therapy, including music theory, dance therapy, drama. And then in my master's, I got a master's in professional counseling with an emphasis in expressive art therapy and trauma. And from that, I went on to practice and used a lot of different types of therapy to help with holistic healing. And it was only after I actually left the therapy world that I found sound healing for my own self. And mm-hmm. I stumbled upon it and my very first sound bath completely changed my life. It was this really super rad surfer chick in LA at the end of a yoga class. And I was laying there not expecting a sound bath to happen. As it was washing over my body, I was like, what is this? And why is this the first time I'm ever learning about this? And there was a frequency that actually elicited fear within my body and I got really curious about that because I was like, how could a sound scare me? That's very strange. So I got my very first sound bowl and really it was about my own healing journey. Ended up collecting my own sound bowls over time and eventually started playing for friends and neighbors and then friends of neighbors, then communities. And now here it is in this beautiful organic explosion for sound healing that I very generously was like tossed into by the universe. And I'm like, all right, here we are.
0: Yeah. And now you do amazing community events. (laughs) Yeah. I love my community events. It's actually how I started building
1: the community was I had these events in my backyard and then outgrew that very, very quickly And started in downtown Phoenix at this place called the Churchill, which is a collective place where community all gathers and have been playing around downtown Phoenix and Scottsdale ever since. And that was four years ago and have really built a strong community of people who are wanting healing. The thing about sound healing is it is so beautiful. It's a really beautiful entry into the woo woo without being like too hippie. It can be very gentle. It can be, as you've experienced, quite intense. So it's a really beautiful way to welcome people into a deeper part of themselves.
0: So let's take it back even more. So growing up, what kind of money stories did you experience and hear? And then we'll go into adulthood.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, the stories. We're poor. We don't have enough. We never have enough. The sentence my mom always said was, Obviously, no, we can't have that. We don't have any money. Or you have to work really, really hard. My mom would work three jobs at a time and it was always paycheck to paycheck. So not only did we not have money and those are the stories and the narratives that I was told, but then it was also very much under pressure. I I can tell you, actually, I can't tell you the amount of times that the water would be turned off or the electricity would be turned off because we couldn't make it. And I was told that you have to work really, really hard and life is hard. And so that's what I grew up with of the hustle. I didn't believe that I would ever have a savings account that was substantial to even if my car got in some trouble that I could even afford to fix it. So it was like, if your car is broken, take the bus or walk.
0: It was a lot of scarcity
1: that I grew up with.
0: When you were growing up as well, did you already know that you had these intuitive gifts?
1: Yes. I've known that I've been psychically gifted since as early as I can remember. I would get premonitions and they would happen. I would dream about things and they would happen a couple of days later. I could see auras from a very young age and I would talk about these things and my mom didn't believe me. And so I suppressed a lot of it, but still knew like very deep that I know what I know. Even if it's a figment of my imagination, it's real to me.
0: So then as you're going through, you obviously went to a lot of college with all of those degrees that you were saying. And then starting your career, when did you start to shift those money lies?
1: I think towards the end of my therapy practice, I started making some money that actually felt good. And I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck. I was reaching a limit in the field, there was only a couple more steps above where I was that I could make more money and it really didn't suffice, but I was in a very comfortable position. I was working a couple of different jobs as a therapist, doing some clinical work and then some federal and state. And so I was making pretty okay money. And it was then that I was like, oh, I can actually travel and I don't have to worry about my basic needs being met. I can take care of that. And that's when it started to shift, but it didn't really, really shift until I started my own business, which is about five years ago. And that was the scariest thing for me because going from, you know, the stories that we talked about of having to work really hard for it and then getting into a comfortable position and then leaving the comfort to -hmm. bet on myself. And that was really scary. But that was the thing that launched me into really believing and trusting that I can create whatever I want into abundance. And I've practiced a couple different manifesting tricks of the trade that really, really amplified where I'm at now.
0: I'm sure you help some of your clients with money mindset stuff as well. So what are some of your tricks that can help them? For
1: one, it's shifting from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. And I don't start with money because money is a harder one to get to, but it's about do I have an abundance of energy? Let's start there. How can I control what I have internally and then the performance of it externally? And that's am I getting enough sleep? I can store some energy then to be able to do what I need to do. So it's getting in control of the body and then you can start to shift into energy. And then I don't know if you've talked about this on the podcast just yet, but the belief that money is energy, it is currency. And I talk about energetic budgeting a lot, which is the same internally. We're budgeting where we're spending our energy, but that's also money is time. And so shifting that, so with these tiny little nuances before we actually get to the conversation about money itself, currency itself, for me, it's an energetic exchange. It's not very often anymore that we're carrying actual coins and paper money. It's just a transaction. And so when I had the aha moment of like, oh, I'm actually, I don't even hold money anymore. It's literally just a transfer of energy from one thing to another, that's when I was like, holy moly, like this is a game changer for me. And so it's the small steps in between to get to that. But that's how I usually coach my clients into really living in the embodiment of abundance.
0: Yeah, that's so good. What about stories that you want your son to know about Mm -hmm. money?
1: Yeah, so very opposite of what I grew up with, but also grounded. So. I like to have, I I don't ever tell him we don't have enough money if he asks for something. I mean, he's almost 10. When we go to the store, he's asking for something everywhere we go. It doesn't matter where we're at. He wants something. And oftentimes the answer is no, but not no, because we don't have enough money. But no, that's not how I'm choosing to spend money.
0: Oh, good answer.
1: So he's like, okay, you know, that leads into a deeper conversation with him too. We talk about long-term versus short-term. Okay. If you want that one thing now, then it's going to be a longer wait for the thing that you really want that maybe is a little bit more expensive. So getting him used to not the instant gratification, but saving in a sense of being patient in the timeline in which you can get thing. And that's helpful. Also, not that you have to hustle, but also you have to put in some work, right? Inspired action. If you want that toy, show me that you want it. Show me the energy output that it's going to take to receive that. So it's a lot more about energy and patience more than the money conversation. Right now, he is so funny. He's like, you're a millionaire and you're famous all of these things And i'm like where are you getting this whether those things are true or not he believes it which i think is awesome so that's the model uh-huh. and it's really about belief right so again from scarcity to abundance he believes that we have an abundant life which we do and so he's operating under that mindset and
0: he will be set up for so much more success than we ever <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> we
1: God, <could>. <laughs> breaking <laughs> the chains
0: <laughs> yeah and how have you introduced him to the woo-woo stuff and the sound healing and all of that.
1: He came into this world that way. I didn't have to introduce him. In fact, he introduced me to some things that I sit with as an energy worker and light worker now but he's very interested in the life that i've created for us but i remember very distinctly he was four years old and we were driving in the car and and this is before i was speaking about this kind of stuff in front of him at least or he wasn't like around the conversations he said to me you know mom we have three eyes we have these two and then he pointed to the middle of his forehead and we have this one which is the third eye. And I adjusted my mirror and looked back at him and I was like, yeah, you're right. How do you know that? And in the same conversation, he said, I was sent here to be your spirit guide. And I literally had to pull over, get out of the car and give him a huge hug. And I was like, absolutely, baby. You are my best teacher of life. And it is so true. He is my best teacher, and he is more intuitive than I am. It's incredible. He has premonitions also. And as far as the bowls go, he's been around them since he was very, very little. So he respects the bowls, and he knows how to play them now. I've been teaching him over the past several years, and he can feel when I'm energetically drained. He'll say to me, like, you've been giving a lot. Why don't you just lay down and receive, and then he'll play for me. It's it's really sweet.
0: Aww. That's so cute.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Do you think he'll ever play for your community?
1: We've been talking about it, actually. So I've been talking about introducing a flute into the mix. And he has this little flute that he plays at school that he is really excited about. And he was like, well, what if I learned how to play the flute while you played the bowls? And I was like, that's amazing actually and then we talked about what the set could look like and he's excited about it so i am hoping that he's gonna actually want to follow through with that i've asked him before i'm like do you want to be a healer when you grow up and he's like no that seems boring
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's like maybe not for my full-time job but maybe as a side gig i'm like all right (laughs) yeah so you started your business five years ago what would be number one business advice you would give to new business owners yeah
1: It would be, you don't have to have it all figured out in the beginning. So I did my business pretty backwards. Didn't have a website for about two and a half years. And obviously it depends on your business, right? Like you might need that, but I didn't. And I didn't have all of the bows tied. I didn't have all of the T's crossed and the I's dotted. I did a little bit of a makeshift in the beginning because what I have found, and this is true for the way that I do new offers even, is I'll get the idea and the framework and then I'll sit with my clients and really build it on what their needs are. So first you put out the solution to the problem, you start executing on that. And then you build accordingly if you try and get all the ducks in a row from the start you're gonna eventually have to rebuild something because it's not going to be in alignment for what your clientele needs and so it's really like build as you go and that can feel a little scary for all of the perfectionists out there i get it i'm a recovering perfectionist myself (laughs) (laughs) and so that was something that i had to unlearn but because of that i have saved myself so much time in just waiting and being patient and understanding what my clients actually need so
0: you don't have to have it all figured out yeah i think so many people don't even start because they're worried about having it all done and all perfect if you could see what
1: it looked like from the beginning for me it was all like duct tape and super glued together and some of it still kind of is you know and that's okay
0: (laughs) It, it worked out perfectly. (laughs) What are some of your goals right now? I have some really big, exciting things coming into this year, which
1: I haven't like officially, officially discussed, but I've kind of teased it out a little bit. So I'm going to say it here. This, you'll be the first to know. (laughs) Yeah, I just got the keys to my very first commercial space about four days ago. So that is underway. The electricity just got turned on today. The internet's going to be turned on tomorrow. So it is fresh, fresh, brand new. And that's going to be a really beautiful space for people to come drop in for a sound healing session as if you were going to go to a yoga class. So, same kind of idea, self care and rather than waiting for a community event or some special occasion to get sound healing it can be something that you work into your weekly practice which I'm super excited about. And the big goal for that is to franchise. And so my goal from day one has been to get sound healing into the mainstream and get people into this modality, as many people as possible. We didn't grow up with as many opportunities for healing, and now we're playing catch-up, which thank goodness we are. But I don't want that to be the case for this next generation. I want everybody to have access to healing immediately so that's the big goal and then relaunching my spiritual mentorship for around two which is coming up in may then the third thing is a tour so going across america and doing bigger events so people all across not just in scottsdale or phoenix area have access to me but really taking the show on the road
0: Heck yeah, that's so awesome. Okay, I realized as you were talking about the franchise thing, I'm like, some people probably don't even know what the heck sound healing is. So maybe just get 30 seconds. What the heck is a sound bath? When I took my husband to your house, he literally thought we were going to be taking a bath. <laughs> like, oh my- <laughs> that, that, He's like, what are we doing? So oh my gosh, I love that. Maybe just explain that a little yeah. bit.
1: Well, you are getting bathed, but it is in sound and frequency, not in actual water. So sound healing is played with different bowls, crystal bowls or alchemy bowls or metal Tibetan bowls. And each of them are aligned to the different chakras of the body. They make different sounds and they're all tuned to how the body naturally resonates. You know, you walk into a room and you feel like the energy is off. It's really adjusting the energy of a room and same for the body. So you can feel when your body is off, when you're not feeling your best or when just things just don't feel quite right, the bowls will help attune your body back to its original frequency and formation and so that you feel your energy is moving through your body the way that it was intended. Rather than being blocked or too open or stagnant, you've got this really beautiful rhythm of energy moving through your system through the use of sound bowls.
0: Yeah. So you just lay there on a yoga mat in yoga class, but yeah. you're laying there and someone is playing these beautiful bowls and you just listen and you can fall asleep or you go to another dimension or yes. wherever <laughs> your, your mind might go. And then when it's over, you're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> it's
1: magical, right? It's unspeakable sometimes. And usually the The thing that I say to people is don't take my word for it. Just find out for yourself. Come show up. Even the people who aren't into woo-woo or any of the hippie things. I had this gentleman come in with his wife for a wedding ceremony Aww. and it was an anniversary ceremony and he was like I really don't want to be here there is a football game on right now and I'm kind of pissed about being here and I'm like that's fair and I'm like but you're here so just lay down and let me know how you feel at the end and he sat up at the end with a beaming smile on his face and he goes all right so that was magical I don't know what you just did <laughs> but I feel really good and I was like all right exactly Aww. don't take my word for it just come experience it for yourself
0: Yeah. And we've had you at our retreats and then most recently at our last team week. So, all of our employees flew in and we had a big survey at the end of the week what Mm. things they liked and didn't like and we could improve on and all the things that the sound bath was their favorite thing of the whole week.
1: Oh my gosh. I didn't
0: know that. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Wow. It's amazing for people who've experienced it before and for newbies who've never experienced it. You've had a ton of sound baths now and you can probably attest to this each one is completely different from the last and so it doesn't get old there's new things that pop up there's new aha moments there's new ways that your body resonates with it that's the power of sound healing is that it's always doing something for you
0: yeah we got on a tangent but back to money (laughs) back to money let's go (laughs) do you have a favorite money affirmation
1: I am a money magnet. Money is effortlessly and abundantly flowing into me. I am capable of receiving and holding money. I am responsible and a good steward of money. Money loves me. I love money. I am <laughs> abundant. Thank you more, please.
0: I love it. That can be yeah. a real right there. We're going to snip that and <laughs> it'll sure. be our money reel. Let's see. So what about money advice for new business owners? And not a piece of business advice. Yeah. Use
1: the resources that you have to start. And I've been in this place, especially with the new part of my business. I was like, oh my gosh, I need investors and I don't know where to get this. I don't know how to do this. And in fact, I didn't need what I thought that I did. So using the resources, whether that's monetary or people that you know that can help you that want you to succeed, use what you have and then you can build upon that. So doing the thing and also doing the thing that feels really good for you in the body, because again, that will attract more of what you're seeking. Mm -hmm. And so it is an energy thing, but it really is a money thing too. So providing high value, I always say under promise, over deliver and take care of your people. I, take care of my people. I'm super intentional with the way that I show up for my people and they'll keep coming back. You will have ride or dies who are with you from the beginning to the end. So again, like you don't have to have it all figured out in the very beginning and you don't need as much money as you think you need. Yeah. You can get scrappy. Get scrappy. We both have a little hood in us, which yeah. I love. So <laughs> we, we know what to
0: do. <laughs> what would be your definition of life changing money? Oh, wow.
1: Okay. So let me tell you about a little manifestation hack that I've done that it went viral on TikTok and it's not mine, but I explained it. And it's from Abraham Hicks. If you haven't looked up Abraham, yeah, check out Abraham Hicks. And it was this daily practice that your money gets doubled each day and you start off with a thousand dollars. The next day is $2,000, then four, then eight, then 16, right? And so I was doing this practice and I got to, I think I got to six million dollars and I was like I literally have everything that I could possibly want because you think about what you would spend your money on right Mm -hmm. as part of this manifestation hack literally that was a game changer for me money in my real life not just pretend money literally money swooped into my life in a way that I I can't even explain. So do the hack. I'll give you the link for the TikTok that explains it. Drop it in the link below because it's so powerful. But I think I got to 6 million, which for some might not sound like a lot. For others, sounds unimaginable. And for me, I was like, wow, I really got... All of the desires that I wanted out of this 6 million, that's a game changer for me. And from there, you start to think about not what you can get, but how you can return and how you can give back. And so I probably, based on that exercise, 6 million, I haven't achieved that in my life just yet, but I'll get there. And that's when things will just start to shift rather than the receiving. It's going to be, how can I give back in bigger, more massive ways? I love that. So how
0: can our listeners find you? Yes, yeah,
1: find me on Instagram at Sam underscore E underscore pants. There's a few fake accounts out there of me right now. So don't fall for it. I don't DM about readings in DMs. So don't do that. And then my website is samanthaharper.com. I have an online membership called The Sound Vault and soon. Which is so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You can get sound healing from anywhere. And then very soon the in-person space will be open and that will all be on the website.
0: Yay. Thank you so much for being on.
1: It was my pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Life Changing Money. Don't forget to subscribe. And I would love if you left a review and shared it with your friends. See you next time.